Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. That's good. Uh, We are back. Uh, We were off last week. Uh, apologies for for that. Uh, that's on that's on me. I forgot it was uh, it was a Canadian holiday uh, first of all, which I know today is an American holiday. So Eddie, thank you so much for being able to record uh, today. Um, I hope you had a fantastic Memorial Day. Yep, um, I did the same thing I do ninety percent of the other American holidays. Just chill, man. Right? Yep. That's Little good. to nothing. That's good. That's good. Hey, you got to take days for yourself, 100%. Uh, but we are back. Uh, we're going to be chatting about the new Bridal Heroes in Fire Emblem Heroes, as well as more Game Club. But before we get into the banners, I did want to note that for the summer, just for the summer, starting in June, we are going to be moving to an every other week schedule um, just to allow ourselves some extra time in the summer and uh and and basically uh, allow us to um put out a solid show every other week and again once we return in september we'll return to a weekly schedule but starting in june we'll move to an every other week um we'll have an episode next week and then we'll be off and that'll be the pattern right up until the end of august uh that shouldn't affect any of our coverage of Fire Emblem Heroes or Game Club or uh Three Hopes when it comes out at the end of the month. We plan to cover all that fun stuff. And if for some reason there's some amazing content that falls in between those weeks and we have to sort of move some stuff around, we will certainly do so uh and we will let everybody know ahead of time uh when we were recording. Uh, either through the Discord or Twitter or on the podcast when we're uh, chatting. It's hard, hard to believe. The only reason I realized that Three Hopes is less than a month away is because you just mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is less than a month away. Yes. Nintendo yeah, sure doesn't seem to be. I mean, they're, they've ramped it up a little, but they're definitely not pushing it hard. Of course, they're focusing on the... Um, Super Mario Strikers game that um, may or may not be coming out sometime soon, I guess. Yeah. That I paid no attention to. <laughs> yeah, and that one's coming out, I think, June 10th. So, yes, yeah, they're focusing more on that first, but still. Yeah. Well, that being said, we will have some Three Hopes stuff to talk about later on in the oh, show. Yeah. yeah, we are getting some more details about it. So, mm-hmm. got a good chunk of it. Yeah. So, we have a lot of heroes to discuss before we get there. Exactly, yeah. We do have some banners to go through. We have the Weekly Revival 8 and 24 running right now. Um, We have Heroes with Glimmer going into the 1st of June. Bridal Grace Special Heroes Revival going into the 1st as well. Keepers of Faith going into the 2nd. Bridal Beloveds Special Heroes Revival going into the 2nd. Bridal Belongings Special Heroes Revival going into the 3rd. Beyond Control going into the 7th. Bridal Bloom, Special Heroes Revival going to the 8th, and finally, Bridal Blossoms going until the 19th of June. So those are the current banners, and Eddie, being a special banner, uh, special heroes banner added to the game, I'm assuming you summoned on this. Ah, yes, of course I dove into the new Bridal banner. Um, Got an early Marita pity break, non-ascended, before getting an early 5-star Cecilia. 
So that was my first bride. On my way to Spark, I got Lillian and Roy, so I ended up sparking for Sophia. Um, I did get a couple spare Cecilia four-stars along the way there as well, since Sophia and Cecilia were sharing a color. I decided to run out my pity uh, raid at that point and ended up getting an Awakening Anna to do that. Very cool. Yeah, for me, I uh, was actually summoning on the banner, and we were talking a bit about this in Discord, that I was going to jump into this one. And uh, pretty early on in my summoning, I got a Roy plus Elliewood uh, special hero for the banner, and then uh, a four-star upgrade Legyurn, the original Legyurn. I, I actually didn't have her yet, so got her. And a four-star bridal Cecilia. Which I was, uh, that was, that was um, nice to see. I know she shared the red orb with Sophia. So I was kind of just summoning across all the orbs outside of uh, Colorless. And uh, I was pretty close to the spark. So I sparked and I ended up going with Alina uh, on the spark um, and, and called it there. So three out of four uh, is, is pretty uncommon for me on a special heroes banner. Like I usually go for one just to have like one hero from each banner um and it's pretty rare to to get three of the four so i was pretty happy about that we do have a bunch of stuff coming up in the next week uh this week we uh we will be getting the legendary myrrh banner and everything that goes with it starting tomorrow before the announced voting gauntlet launches on the first i will have a new skills banner uh that launches on the second for reposition skills or reposition uh, before a Sylvia and Aranus BHB found here a battle and a banner with it, since that's a new one. The week winds down with a set of first scale tour quests on the 5th before a new round of Ponza Loki on the 6th. And as I mentioned at the start of the upcoming events list, we did get Legendary Murr announced, who is the next Legendary launching at uh, Reset today or tonight. Uh, probably the Reset before the, uh, this came out. Uh, when you're listening to it. Uh, but we did just last night get the trailer for the new Legendary Hero, and joining the siblings from Sacred Stone, Murr has the honors as a blue dragon flyer unit. As usual, although with our new schedule, we might not be, we might be, uh, if we have the details, we might be covering the skills a bit sooner on some of the banners in the future. But for now, we're going to go and wait until she's in the game to cover the details of her skills. So. For sure. Yeah, Murr, and I guess this is five, six thousand years after um, uh, Sacred Stones, or at least a couple hundred, because she looks a couple years older than she did in the game. Oh, I never really thought about that. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer. Was that in the trailer, or are you just going based on... Oh, it's just based on her drawing. She looks, you know, to be a teenager instead of an 11-year-old child, kind of, mm. if you look at her. Yeah, no, she does look. She does look appear to be older than than her standard. Yeah, she unit. appears older than her standard unit. How much older is harder to, is debatable, but seeing as how dragons age, and Mer was what over a thousand when we met her, yeah, you know, or something like that, yeah. You know? So yeah, she is in. She is up on the meet the heroes. Uh, so I don't know if I don't know if it it provides a little more details, but uh, I think it stays pretty close to like Murph fought alongside Ephraim, blah blah blah, Sacred Stones. So, 
But yeah, no, she does appear to be older just based on the artwork. It was a little jab because I did notice, like, I realized it because someone posted up a uh, YouTube video talking about calling her, like, older, D-Y-R-R-H, because, you know, you pronounce her mer, but. <laughs> Very good. Oh, uh, yes. And I was like, yeah, she does look a bit older, which I guess means it's been a couple hundred years since she's a dragon. And that's how they age. Yes, for sure. Uh, so. We also got details on the next resplendent hero, which uh, shows that Effie is getting a bit of a glow up. With Gaius having been released in his resplendent form recently, the next hero getting the treatment uh, will be Effie from Fates, who is getting a Yotam themed outfit. Effie will be available to Fate Pass subscribers starting at June 10th. Uh, I gotta say, Fate Pass kind of snuck up on me this month, so. Um, you know what? I'm all for heroes getting capes. I mean, I don't know. I don't believe Effie had a cape before. The fact that she has a cape now, she looks really rad with that big red cape. So I'm I'm all for this. Yeah, I mean, the fact that her leggings are, I guess, hand-me-downs or <laughs> she's ripped them a whole bunch is a little weird. Yeah. Especially since she's supposed to be an armored unit. I mean, it's got the usual armored random parts of you know, sitting out easy to lock and she has that giant shield to help cover her, but the skin showing through on the legs and weight, uh, you know, upper or lower chest, upper stomach and underarms is a little weird. Yeah, that is odd. I mean, it's not even consistent with the Jotun armor because I'm pretty sure they have full, full body coverage, uh, there too. So, uh, yeah. And overall, I think it's a pretty good design. Just it was, I was looking at it again, and I'm like, that is kind of weird. It is odd. It is odd. But I think she looks great. I think she looks fantastic. And um, I mean, I, I didn't, I did not anticipate getting a Effie resplendent hero. But again, I, I continue to be surprised by the the characters they they choose. I mean, even just uh, last week's or last two weeks, I guess, uh, being. Uh, Gaius, I mean, he's he's pretty rad as well, and and I think his resplendent looks really cool too. So, they they've done a really great job. So I apologize for asking about the uh, weird crotch windows in her pants, because I just noticed something even weirder. Okay, she's okay. in the middle of battle wearing open toe sandals. Apparently, yes. I was looking at her other art on the original the official website, and she's in there wearing open toe sandals. So, as if it didn't get weirder before. It could be worse. You could be wearing open-toed sandals into battle. I mean... That's uh, what she's doing. She is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, uh, it it's... I, I don't know. I I mean... Well, stepping out of that in those open-toed sandals there, we'll go ahead and on to our new special heroes, Bridal Blossoms. The annual Bridal Banner al- arrives with a binding blade focus as Roy and his father... Stars a harmonized hero and are joined by Lelina, Celia, Sophia, and Laram uh, as the TT unit. Uh, so, got a Binding Blade heavy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll kick things off with Lelina Beaming Bride. The Lady of House Ostia is coming to the Bridal Festival this year. Lelina is a blue tome cavalry unit wielding True Love Roses, which accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one. Start of turn one grants a special cooldown count minus one to unit. If unit initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack slash resistance plus six to unit during combat. 
and deals damage equal to 10% of unit's resistance. She has a new skill in the A slot called Stillwater 4, which grants attack slash resistance plus 7, and inflicts defense minus 5. Rounding out her kit is Gifted Magic as a special AR Far Trace 3 in the B slot and Joint Distance Guard in the C slot. So we have another uh, special heroes version, alt version for Lelina here. I think this is... I know she's she's got a Valentine's version out there. That's that's for sure. Yeah, that's, as as does Roy and Hollywood and Lynn. Oh yeah, I guess the Binding Blade crew have already gotten like a like a full special heroes banner yeah. to themselves. So now they're getting the. I mean that that one was more of a mixed one because we had Hector, Lynn, Hollywood, and Lelina and Roy, and that was one of the earlier ones. So it's been a few years, but mm-hmm. I think she looks pretty nice in it. You know, traditional, more traditional one. She's got her. Uh, trademark hat still <laughs> yeah she doesn't leave home without it uh i'm also noticing like she's got more of like a like a a feathered gown type i just i'm just noticing it now which uh is a pretty cool design and if i recall correctly she was a pegasus rider so that would make sense oh i did not know she was a pegasus rider or no i guess she no she wasn't pegasus that was Sita, but mm-hmm. And she's cavalry here. She, I think she's cavalry in her main version. This, of course, this is listen to us trying to discuss characters from a game that we have not played. You, you know what? I liked your theory that she was a Pegasus rider. So we'll, let's just go with. It would have made sense, that. but and <laughs> half of half of that type of character are Pegasus riders. <laughs> true, true. I don't know. Yeah. It looks cool. I had not noticed yes. it before until I I looked a little bit closer at the design. So I, I think yep. it's a rad design. Oh, yeah, I wasn't saying it was a bad design. It was a cool design. Uh, but then we also have on the banner, Sophia, Prescient B- Bride. Another one of Roy's potential brides from Binding Blade. Sophia gets an alt on this banner as a red tone flyer unit. She wields the Dragon Bouquet, which grants her attack plus three. And if she has a quarter or more health at the start of combat, she gets plus five to her combat stats. And Weapon Triangle Advantage against Colorless Foes. And colorless foes get a weapon triangle disadvantage against her. Uh, during combat, she makes a guarantee. And during combat, she makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. She has a new C skill called Attack Resistance Hold or Attack Res Hold, which inflicts Attack Res minus four on foes within three spaces during combat. She also comes with Rally Defense Res Plus in Tier Four Attack Defense Push. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned it in the write-up. So. Are all the heroes that are present on this banner outside of Roy, are they all, like, potential canon partners? I know Sophia is definitely one of them. I was looking her up earlier. I'm, you know, Lulene is the most common thought of one. I'm pretty sure Laram is as well. Cecilia is the only one I'm less certain about. I did look, I, I, I have Cecilia for this week, and I did look her up a little bit. I didn't get too far, but from what I could tell, she's also she can also be a canon partner as well. Um for for Roy. I know she's she plays more of the teacher role for Roy throughout the game, but I think it's still possible for them to uh to technically be married in the ending script. So um Yep, it I was looking at if um she has A level support, uh, after she moves with him and they both rebuild the land, she will marry him and become the Duchess of Foray. So yeah, she is a potential partner for him. Hmm. Well, there you go. 
Uh, and yeah, speaking of Cecilia Etrian Bride, Etruria's Mage General Cecilia is rushing to the battlefield of the Bridal Festival. Cecilia is a red tome cavalry hero wielding Bridal Orchid Plus. Start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash resistance plus 5, and bonus to attack slash resistance during combat equal to current bonus of unit's attack slash resistance, calculates each stat bonus independently. Being the 4-star hero of the banner, she does not have any new skills, but rounding out her kit, uh, though, is rally attack slash resistance plus as an assist, attack slash resistance ruse 3 in the B slot, and rouse attack slash resistance 3 in the C slot. So the 4-star hero on the banner, as mentioned, and uh, as mentioned earlier as well, um, another option for, for Roy's canonical ending in Binding Blade. Uh, or canonical uh, a partner in, in the ending of Binding Blade. So she, uh, I, again, I haven't had a, a lot of chance to to use these heroes, but, you know, uh, again, a more similar to Sophia, more traditional uh, gown, although she she also has some, like, feather-type dr- uh, additions to the dress as well. So, I mean, it's it's maybe it's a theme they're going for. I don't know. But yeah, like all these sleeves seem to be feathered in, on all of these, but Cecilia and Sophia have more traditional on the bottoms. Or I guess it's her earrings that are feathered for Sophia. But yeah, n- nice outfits. I was looking it up, and apparently um, uh, with this banner, all all but Sue are have bridal alts that Roy can uh, marry. So, because Sh- we got Shanna previous years, in a previous year. Speaking of Roy and his uh, wide selection of women, we have Roy, Blazing Bachelors with Elliewood. This year we have not one but two grooms here together, as Elliewood has joined to support his son Roy as a harmonized hero for the banner. With Roy leading the charge in this duo as a green cavalry axe unit, uh, they wield the Blazing Pull Arms, which grant them Canto 2, Dragon and Beast Effectiveness, Shortened Special, Cooldown minus one to the cooldown count. And if they initiate combat or are within two spaces of an ally, they get plus five to their stats during combat and inflict a penalty of 50% of uh, all their bonus to a max of negative six on all four of the foe's combat stats. Uh, They have not one, but two new skills. Uh, One is a B skill called Flow Force, which if they initiate combat, it neutralizes... It neutralizes effects that prevent units follow-up attack and neutralizes penalties to attack slash speed during combat. Uh, the other new skill, instead of uh, either Roy or Elliewood's legendary skill, is a new C skill called Faith in Humanity, which at the start of the turn, if they are within three spaces of non-dragon or beast allies, they and those allies get attack speed plus six for one turn. If two or more non-dragon or beast allies are on your current team, have bonuses greater than or equal to 10, not counting uh, Roy. Uh, it neutralizes effects that boost foe's special or slows uh, Roy's special. They also have their harmonized skill for units from ba- Blazing Blade and Binding Blade that grants defense resistance plus 6, the resonance shields keyword, and a new keyword called Treachery, which deals additional damage equal to the total bonuses on the unit for one turn. Uh, they do have no other new skills, but they do come with Luna and Steady Search. So, 
quite quite a kit, which is common of duo heroes. Uh, their their weapon is a little weird to me because if I'm reading it right, it feels like you know the uh, it'll always get a max penalty on an enemy because mm-hmm. you know if it triggers, it's automatically going to give them a plus twenty to their stats, which is way higher than fifty percent of six or six. Ten is higher than six, which is half of the bonus they're getting on their own from that skill, that weapon. Yeah, so. that's really neat. That's really good. Uh, I mean, uh, like you said, usually the duo hero has uh, the biggest kit of the of the whole banner, and um, I was pretty happy to uh, have summoned them. There's usually a featured hero, a secondary featured hero, which I definitely believe is leaning on this one. And then there's a lesser five-star and the four-star who have slightly lesser kits. Then there's also the Tempest Trials unit, which is Lorem Dancing Bride. Lorem's a dancer who brought the Western Isles of Alib to life with her moves, but today she's making her debut at the Bridal Festival in her new bridal outfit. Lorem is a lance flying hero wielding bridal sunflower plus. Start of combat if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash defense plus 5 and bonus to attack slash defense during combat equal to the current bonus on units attack slash defense calculates each stat bonus independently since lorem is the tempest trials plus hero she has no new skills but rounds out her kit with dances and assists attack uh cantrip three in the b slot and guidance three in the c slot so that is our tempest trials unit and uh a, a dancer uh for the tempest trials unit which was which was really cool to see yeah, I don't think it's the first one we've ever gotten, but it's always nice when we do get those free dancers. Mm-hmm. So, 100% agree. So, that is the uh that is your this year's Bridal Heroes. Um it feels it feels weird that we're covering them so late in in May. I, I always feel like they're earlier, but uh, I know we I mean, they didn't drop till pretty late in May, so it's not like they were the first banner, they were the second banner this month, so well, we got them. Uh, we got them eventually, but uh, that is going to cap out our Fey portion of the show. But we do have more to talk about because we've got the Outrealm Gate to enter, and it's not just going to be Game Club. There's actually, as we teased earlier, some news from Three Hopes. We have uh, we have uh, the the media train for Three Hopes continues to kick into gear as over the last two weeks we got more detail on the Blue Lions and Black Eagles via Twitter profiles, and the Black Eagles and Golden Deer trailers showing off the time skip designs for the students of those houses. And uh, I'm going to attribute this to Eddie. Eddie is uh, saying, complete with Bernadette's questionable hairstyle choices. I guess that's a hairstyle you regularly go out in, what Bernadette had there. I'm going to pull it up because uh I, I again like i want to i want to be able to look at the image before i defend bernadetta but now my mind is like no ryan it was um it was it was something and okay yeah it's kind of like a front ponytail yeah yep like a man bun on the front or ponytail on the front okay right. i guess it gets her bangs out of her eyes but <laughs> that's important <laughs> as a an little archer. weird yeah yep. it does uh it's it's out of all like it's kind of interesting um and i'm so looking forward to this game because a i love these characters i love the world of three houses and we always talk about like when they build a new world in fire emblem it's very rare we get to return to it 
in in a new game. And I know this isn't like a traditional Fire Emblem game, but I am looking forward to returning to these characters. But they've kind of given all the characters a new look. It's a new look, but it's not a new look in the same breath, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense, yeah. Because, I mean, especially with... um, uh, Let me see. There's one that, like, Ferdinand or... Eh, not so much Caspar, but Linhart. Uh, they look, you know, like something in between the time skip and the pre-time skip. Mm-hmm. Like the hair is starting to get a bit longer, you know, but not as long as it is when we meet them again after the time skip. Well, I think Petra is a good example of her design. Yep. Feels to be like kind of an in-between of of her school arc and war arc. Dorothea. Yep. A uh, very very similar feel. Um, I'm just kind of looking at the profiles. Like uh, Felix yeah. is another one that feels very like reminiscent of a mixture between school and war arc. Yep. So it kind of feels like my crazy theory might be right in that this takes place during the time skip of three houses, and it's possible that both these are quote unquote canon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, still won't know for sure until the game comes out. But those those designs, you know, and we also have the uh, Golden Deer design designs, uh, which you can get a glimpse of on that their trailer that has come out, which also look kind of similar to, you know, something in between what they were before. So in the process type thing. But def- definitely really like Marianne's new design uh, from the Golden Deer trailer, her letting her hair down a little. Because she always kept it up so much. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I didn't... Uh, oh, I was looking at the wrong article. Yeah, no, that is really cool. They've... I'm really looking forward to seeing... Like, I think it's a really cool idea that they've kind of taken these characters that we know and love and have been able to apply their own spin on them. But it feels so... It feels familiar yet different. And... Yep. I think that was a smart approach to to these characters as opposed to like dropping in the models from Three Houses cuz cuz Three Houses is actually built on um the Warriors engine that uh that Koei Tecmo uh developed for for their Warrior Switch games. Mm-hmm. Um but you're right, I'm looking at Marianne right now like it's really cool to see like a different design yet familiar uh Leone yeah. looks really cool um I mean, I'll even, I'll even give uh, Lawrence, uh, you know, uh, a shout out here because he, oh, he yeah. even looks really cool. Definitely looks better than his pre-time skip. Uh, you can debate on whether you like the post-time skip, uh, Lawrence, or that version, the new version, better. Mm. But definitely better than his pre-time skip. But that wasn't hard to do. So <laughs> very true. <laughs> but speaking of three houses, uh, Cyril is finally getting his due. Maybe uh, if proof was ever needed that every character has their fans, uh, then this uh, article that we uh, that Serene's Forest had is proving it. Um, well, personally, me, I didn't mind Cyril for most of uh, most of what I heard and saw was a strong dislike for him from other people and people playing the games. But there is clearly his fans out there as there is a fanzine being made for him called The Wind Beneath Me. Uh, this is a charity fanzine. Uh, and the pre-orders are available now. Uh, you can find it over on Strange Forest, the details about it and how much it'll cost and what it'll get you. But 
you know, even Cyril has his fans. So interesting. I am not. Uh, I gotta. I gotta admit, I'm not super familiar with, you know, uh, fanzines, and obviously, I'm familiar with like fan art and, and stuff like that that we see pop up constantly yep. for Fire Emblem. Um, but this is really neat, and the fact that it's a charity, it makes it even yep. even cooler. This is cool. Oh yeah, they also have a couple of promotions. Um, I, you can. Uh, I don't know how you do that, but you have an option to get a signed copy giveaway. Uh, from the voice actor of Cyril in the American version, Griffin Burns. And apparently there was also a Lysithia fanzine. Uh, and if you bought um, another charity project, Prodigy's Path, that was Lysithia-focused, if you buy the physical copy of the Cyril one and any copy of the Lysithia one, you can get a free print of them together. So cool. So. Huh. Yeah, we'll definitely include a link in the show notes. Everyone should check this out because, again, like uh, shout out to serenesforest.net for covering everything Fire Emblem, uh, and and they they've they've got a really cool spotlight, a community spotlight on the, as as Eddie said, the wind beneath me, serial fanzine. So again, this seems like something that would have gone under the radar uh, from your typical Fire Emblem sort of coverage. So really, really cool. Uh, well, let's move into the game club because we've got five chapters of Fire Emblem Awakening to discuss, and uh, we are moving through the main chapters at a steady pace, but we do have three paralogues to discuss this week. Before we get to that, though, Eddie, kick us off with chapter 19. Chapter 19, The Conqueror. Despite the advice of the slimy stand on his carpet, Walhart met, marches out to meet with Crom and company. As you progress, he summons reinforcement from the forts along the sides of the map, and uh, the battle ends when you defeat Walhart, who then retreats to the castle. The Dynas show up, but are actually there to help stop Walhart, because the threat uh, from the worthless worm of a strategist that Wal- Walhart has was only effective when Yenfei was around. And since we have now defeated Yenfei, they have defected to join us against Walhart now. This chapter, uh, I'll admit, was one I did uh, uh, almost two weeks ago. It was it was one of the first chapters I did when we were... Same, same here. I did it a while ago as well. Yeah, so I'll apologize in advance for not really having a ton to say. I'm pulling up the map just to kind of remind myself. But yeah, it was, it was a battle out, fought outside the castle. I remember that. Big open field, a lot of flying and or cavalry units coming at you. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every step, there's a good chance you'll get a couple guys coming at you, so be ready and aware of that type of stuff yeah lots of reinforcements as well there are forts on the left and right that will uh constantly uh actually no they don't come from the forts do they they do come from the forts but once you figure out the pattern you could easily uh defend them for a couple turns if you have two characters that can move far enough you can have them standing on two forts before the two you know or all four of the forts that are supposed to drop characters this turn run up to the next ones, block those ones, and do so for the four turns. And next time around, you either have to have another set of characters done at the earlier forts or just accept that you're going to get some reinforcements. But my characters were strong enough that I wasn't that worried about the reinforcements at that point. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah, you have some pretty powerful uh, units on your team. Um, I mean, moving into Chapter 20, the sword or the knee 
It's time to take on Walhart and his mustached fiend slash friend. Uh, and that really evil and worm-like tactician. I, I mean, like, I know we talked about it last episode about this this tactician that works for uh, Walhart. And uh, I don't remember that character in my first playthrough. You mean the slimy stain or the uh, useless worm, worthless worm of a strategist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, he is stuck with me now. That's for sure. Uh, oh, I yeah. definitely remember them now. Um, but after battling through Walhart's troops and a very large wave of reinforcements, Walhart's defeat ends the war. But all is not well as Lucina's dark future draws closer. Krom must perform the awakening and heads to Plagia to secure the last gemstone. So we receive a gemstone from. Uh, uh, not Yan Fei, uh, his, his Sari, I believe, is his, his sister. Sari, yes. Sari, yeah. And um, one more to go, and we have been graciously invited to accept it in person by the Plagians. So, yep. Uh, I don't know if you could say trap louder than that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the thing with uh, Slimeball, Exilus, whatever his name actually is, um, is he's easily forgettable because there's nothing to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I'll admit I forgot about um, the mustachioed guy, but he sticks in my mind more than the slime ball because he has more personality and character. Walhart sticks in your mind because, you know, at, even as an evil guy, he has more personality and character to him as do Validar and uh, Gangrel, you know, in the Versa even, but Exilus, he he's just mustachio evil cackling i'm so bad i'm so evil i'm so you know there's nothing to him yeah and i mean the second uh the second it heats up too he is like oh no don't do it and the fact that walhart says like oh you just volunteered to basically be on the front lines and um i was actually surprised when i was doing this map i i, I didn't really look at the map as i was playing uh, like what units were on the map and and then quickly realized like, oh, there are kind of like three sort of chunked out sections in the map where the first section is mustache dudes, enemy types. And then you've got um, the tacticians sort of wave of enemies. And then Walhart has his guards uh, and there's this huge reinforcement uh, wave that, that spawns at the bottom of the map. So for me, I kind of charged, I had a large grouping charge up the middle and they kind of like took all the hits from a majority of the, the, the enemy units. And I had a couple of, um, a couple of smaller teams move up the left and right. I was able to get all the chests unlocked, uh, you know, before I engaged with Walhart, which meant I had to take on the reinforcements to kind of buy Anna some time, but I really needed those chests because, uh, my Naui had basically burned through all my Dragonstone. So now I have a Dragonstone Plus. I mean, I think there should be a shop that sells Dragonstone somewhere, but... I haven't seen it yet. Off the top of my head. That's a good point. I um, I have been, you know, because I've been... So for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've had a little bit extra time in the game, and I'm, and I'm trying to build up my Paralog... Um, my Paralog catalog, because I'm, I have to pair off units and I haven't really been doing a great job of that. So I've kind of been doing some of the, the random missions that pop up to build up support with characters. And I haven't come across a Dragonstone in the shop, although 
to be, I just figured they weren't available. Um, I figured they were like, I have to look into it. So you're probably right though. They're probably somewhere and I've, I've, I just haven't looked close enough. Maybe they're in like the secret shops. Chapter 18 has Dragonstone and Beaststone as their normal list. Well, there you go. I feel a little silly that I didn't look closer. <laughs> so there you, I guess I, I guess I can, uh, I can have both Tiki and Naoi uh, on my team if I wanted to have more dragons. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. So most weapons were available. Maybe not the plus versions, but even then I wouldn't be surprised if some of the later maps have the plus versions for sale. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, that hasn't been a giant concern for me because uh, now he's working through all her alt classes for me so before <laughs> I take her back to a dragon. So Right. Where is she at now? Is she an archer now? or uh, she? I don't think she can be an archer, but I think she's a wyvern lord or griffin rider. One of the promoted. I have everyone at least on all their promoted classes. Um, yeah, I sent, like, I, I have Kellum currently as an assassin, and Dralfir <laughs> went through the thief classes, or Robin went through the thief classes, so he has locked touch. So he sent, like, them and one other character with them up the sides and kept the majority of the rest of my group in the center, fighting off the big groups. So did the same to make sure I got all the chests as well. Well, Kellum being a uh, thief slash assassin, I, I can't. I can't remember which one. Hey, I was surprised that thief was one of his optional classes down there. So, well, it makes sense. He is super stealthy, right? Well, yes and no. <laughs> no one he's notices him. That's... That no one notices him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that he's necessarily stealthy, but apparently he can sneak up on people in giant heavy armor. So, I guess that does mean he is stealthy. There you go. But. Um, we move on to the first of the paralogs we did this week, which is paralog 12, Disowned by Time. Uh, this is Morgan's paralog. Uh, so this is guaranteed if you get your Robin married off to someone. Exploring a mysterious rune said to have something from Naga that might help them, Crom and company, come across a young child with no memories, except that uh, once they see Robin, they know that they uh, they are their parent. Uh, Upon completion of the map, you do get the Naga's Tier item, which is a powerful stat booster. Uh, but it's a nice little map, a bunch of little islands, so flyers are very helpful here. I don't, uh, I, again, I don't really remember this one very much, but I, oh, you know what? You, you mentioned the islands, it's suddenly coming back to me because I, I was really frustrated with this map because uh, there's a lot of like parceled out islands and, and pathways and such, and I, I don't yeah. have many flyer units built up. Um, so, yeah. uh, it was tougher for me to get around, but I think I missed a chest because of it. Uh, cause I, yeah. I progressed too quickly, but yeah, yeah. But I, I was happy to have Morgan on the team. Although I've, I've been bad. I said I was going to, uh, include more of the children characters on my team and I, and I haven't really yet. Um, so, uh, I, I need to, I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that. So our next paralog is uh, paralog fourteen, Shadow in the Sands, which is the Laurent uh, map, and and doesn't make a great case for adding more characters uh, to your roster if you want to. Not one of the cooler uh, kid characters, but this one is set in a desert oasis. Our band of heroes come across the child of Muriel, who is seeking out a hidden treasure from a hidden village, the Goddess Staff. If you visit each village as they appear, you will be given the clues needed to find the fabled item. 
Oh, and uh, Laurent will join your crew if you speak to him with Krom or Muriel. And I will say this, um, and Eddie, you might have more details to correct me on this, but I actually had to restart the map because I forgot to have Krom visit the first village and recruit uh, Laurent. You can recruit Laurent right at the start, but I, I couldn't look. I couldn't find the information on whether uh, you you got him in by other means uh, throughout the map if you didn't talk to him in the first village. I jumped back, so I don't know. I might not have. Uh... You might not be able to get him if you miss him in that first map, but I thought he would just. If I I sent someone other than them to it, and I thought the I can't recall if the thing stayed or if it, um, you know, talked. I think it said something like, "Oh, if I bring so and so here, something might happen or whatever." Like hinted who to bring. Yeah, well, from what I was able to find, um, a lot of Google searches brought up like old forums and such posts talking about, um, oh, yeah, he is missable, blah, 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 and like, but he's not that great. And here are all the reasons you don't need <laughs> this character. And I'm like, well, I mean, we went through the trouble of, of um, you know, getting Muriel to an S rank with another character. And I, I kind of want to recruit everybody if I can. Uh, so I did just restart it and had Krom go to the village first, but it's not super duper clear. Um, a lot of people in those forum posts were also saying like, hey, if you come across like a named character that is clearly, you know, someone's offspring, just have just restart and have Krom go to the village and, and recruit them. Yeah, I can't recall if he's missable or not. Um, one who is not missable if you successfully complete the chapter is uh, in Paralog 17, The Thread of Silence. Uh, this is the Tiki chapter. Tiki has come to do a ritual so she can join and help Krom, but a swarm of powerful Risen are there to stop her. You must protect her as waves of Risen keep spawning uh, for a set number of turns, and after completing this, she joins your army. So it's, yeah, it is definitely a turtle up. Uh, my first attempt, I tried to do a wide perimeter about her, but had some issues. Um, was trying to level up some characters, uh, so I restarted brought in a, you know, pulled out those characters that were leveling, moved everyone closer so they could get, um, since I wasn't pairing them up, so they could get, uh, you know, pair up stuff by standing next to each other. And managed to do it. Had uh, Robin out there running around, smacking down little birdies as they tried to get closer, because he was powerful enough to do that easily. So... Mm -hmm. I I had to shelve this one in the last two weeks, uh... And, and eventually came back to it because I like you, I tried a wider perimeter and the enemy units will actually focus. They will go straight for Tiki. They will, if they have a path, any path to Tiki, they will ignore your units. Um, and even like, unless uh, I'm pretty sure they'll ignore no matter what, unless like maybe they can't get to Tiki, then they might attack. But if you block their, their path, they will attack you. So, um, before I was actually able to finish it, I tried the turtle approach, just basically took my units, formed a perimeter around Tiki, uh, basically giving like a, a one unit buffer so that uh, because some of the enemies that come in are ranged, uh, have a ranged ability. So I did that and um, I was fine. Uh, I had uh, like at least six enough powerful units that could withstand a lot of their attacks. And there are a lot of enemies that spawn on this map. But if you you know, take the turtling approach and just sort of, you know, pick off enemies that kind of stick around or, or don't die on the first hit or, or the enemy phase. Uh, it's, it, it is the way to do it. 
you just need to make sure that um, when you have your healers running around, like Mylissa has basically been upgraded as a war cleric, so she's able to heal and, and take some some damage as a as a ranged unit. Yeah, it's you know I just made a well, like I said, it, it's it's a rough map if you especially if you aren't leveled up. Uh, Mylissa's a flyer right now, trying to get her through Dark Flyer to get her back to her healing classes. Uh, I was I was looking back at the Lawrence stuff and. From what I can tell, it appears that his, I, I don't know for sure, but it appears that his village that he's in will stay until Muriel or Crown comes to visit him. So I think it doesn't disappear or close up if you don't send the right person over there. Hmm. It's the other okay. three that give you the other stuff and tell you where to get the goddess staff. Uh, speaking of, did you manage to get the goddess staff? I did, and it was a bit of a pain <laughs> to find the right yeah. square. Oh yeah, same same thing here. It tells you, you know, up over one and up two or whatever from the topmost tree, and it's like, well, which square is technically the topmost tree? I can't follow your instructions if I don't know which square to start from. <laughs> yeah. So I did a bit of trial and error, and I can't remember if it was the boss who would just sit there and wait for me to come and kill him, or it was just a random thug attacking one of my archers that wasn't doing any damage. So it's like, yeah, you play over there. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Yeah, I I ended yeah. up having to look it up because, like, as you said, it's the northernmost tree, but there's, like, three or four trees that are equally yeah. north from the, the oasis. Yeah, exactly. Which one is the northernmost? They all, these three or four, or, and like, this one tree, I think the tree that it actually was, sits across two squares. So which of the two squares is it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, so. One of the guides I used used the boss as reference, and that was a lot easier for me. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the, uh, the boss theoretically wouldn't be there all the time. Exactly. The legend wouldn't be like, look for a boss. And it's like, what? That doesn't, okay. Um, but no, I was, I was able to get it. And, um, another thing to know that I, I wanted to share was, uh, I, I've been slowly upgrading my units to their, um, their second tier class. And I did upgrade Sherish to, I kept her a Wyvern, uh, rider. So she's a Wyvern Lord now. Cause I, I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to separate her from uh, Minerva. So, uh, and you basically are given that option to basically like, yeah, she's a Griffin rider now. And there's Minerva over there. Just, just hanging out, waiting, waiting for Sherish to come back from the battlefield. So uh, I couldn't do that to her. I've, I've been cycling through other classes, possibly to get them other skills, possibly for other, just to do, you know, more levels. But I think, you know, I, most likely after this current round of their current classes, I'm going to put them into the class I want them for at the end. So I will eventually, I think she's like a Griffin rider for me right now. Or no, she might be one of the ones that's like a uh, Valkyrie or something. Cause one of her first tier uh, classes was cleric. So, but most likely I will end with search as a wyvern Lord. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, you did mention you had done some uh, marrying off. Uh, who did you marry off to who? To unlock uh, the paralogs you did. So uh, Morgan for Mor- Morgan's paralog, obviously I have uh, Crom and Robin. We we talked about that earlier. Yep. For Muriel, I uh, went with Kellum. They had the, a really interesting sort of S rank where it's basically uh, uh, Muriel's is wondering why. Um, basically why why Kellum is able to go unnoticed uh, so much yeah i remember their cb and stuff yeah and yeah. then who did i have for oh no that was it and then uh the other ones i'm working on 
for next week's. Uh, I think I have Noe and Henry, uh, and then uh, Sully and Virian, uh, Lissa, and I, I can't remember how far along she is, but I but I know I know I do have that one unlocked, but I, I can't remember who I paired them with. Who are you marrying Sersh off to? Who Sersh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Sersh, uh, Sersh and Frederick. Which again, like I was trying to determine who to who to pair up because I hadn't really thought about it and uh, yeah it was it, they have a really cool so far a really cool arc where they both have this uh mutual respect for each other in terms of their battle I agree because I married Serge to Cherche to Frederick as well speaking of I also married Noe to Henry so yeah <laughs> kind of funny that we managed to pick two characters together but yeah Noe and Henry it was just like you know two little kids at heart you know because Henry acts like a little kid having all the joy of wanton slaughter and noe despite being hundreds if not thousands of years old still acts like a little kid i put them two together mm-hmm. i did marry uh who was it sully that is kills mom mm-hmm. married sully off to um virian just because Sully didn't want to be with virian initially but i, I married kellum off to tharja so i didn't marry muriel and Kellum. i married muriel and i think vike yes muriel and vike no, oh, that's Maribel and Vike. Who did I marry? I think Muriel to um, uh, Libra, I think it was. Ah. I, I like the uh, juxtaposition of science mind and faith mind. Hmm. You know? Interesting. Yeah, they would probably have some interesting uh, support conversations for sure. Um, and we will uh, we will certainly touch on some more paralogues. We're going to slow down a bit on the main chapters. We're only going to cover one main chapter up to chapter 22 uh, next week, but we'll also cover Owain, uh, Gels, Na, and Jerome's paralogues. So five chapters in total, but uh, more of a focus on the paralogues. And um, right now I'm well positioned to have all of those done for next week because I, I'm pretty sure I've got those characters all queued up and I will be looking into uh, what I need to do for the rest of the paralogues um while i'm in there uh building up those support levels so uh that's my homework for next week yep got a few more weeks uh probably another week with heavy child paralogs and then we'll work our way up to almost the end where we'll unlock the bunch of bonus maps which mm-hmm. are the villain paralogs in and emerin in priam yeah. i don't think priam's a villain but just a random one thrown in there yeah and I was able to get those unlocked uh, through the the wireless spot pass menu. I don't I don't think those go away uh, with the eShop, you know, credit card thing going down. I think those are just like free content. But I think those might already be gone if you oh. didn't already have them on your disc ah. or your cartridge. Because I clicked to update it and it said it wasn't able to connect. Oh, wow. I already had all of those from the beginning, but. I just randomly decided to click the update and it says unable to connect to the server or something like that. Hmm. So if you don't already have them, you you might be able to get them, but you might not. It might have just said it because I was already updated to everything they have to get. You know? hmm. Yeah. Well, um, if you if you haven't, make sure if you're playing alongside us, make sure you pop in and check if you're able to if you have those available but we'll we'll cover them so if you don't have them uh you'll be able to live vicariously through us as we continue down the game club route 
quick side question I'll put out there for the listeners. Um, in Discord, let us know. Uh, and I don't know if you have them, Ryan, but um, I did a couple of the side maps, but do the listeners want me to go through like the uh, backstory or the future past maps at some point? Uh, probably won't be until after we finish the main story. But let me know if you want me to go do that. And if mm. Ryan can do it, he's welcome to join me. Otherwise, I'll report back to him. But there were some story-based uh, downloadable maps eventually added. Most of them are just kind of silly nonsense. But but the future past ones are more story-based. So you guys want me to consider doing those. I will note I did find out that some of the um, downloadable maps are really illogical and pointless. Uh, there's one called Infinite Regalia. bunch of insanely powerful with my overpowered characters they got slaughtered pretty quickly and that's the only way you can get the silver card which is an item that costs gives the, makes things in the shops cost half as much so essentially in order to get that you have to be so powerful that you don't need it <laughs> of course that makes sense a hundred percent because i mean by the time i'm powerful enough to defeat these guys after what i saw i'm more power I, i'm and i'm gonna be like end game and don't need to worry about money <laughs> there but. you go yeah i don't have any of the dlc uh outside of the stuff that was offered for free but uh yeah we can certainly take a look at the at least the dlc story chapters that were added with the um you might still be able to get some of that dlc i don't know for sure yeah i think you can I don't know if that's gone yet but it's just it might be complicated in how you add money to do so if you want to join me on those maps. If yeah. you don't, I can do them on my own. I'll take a look at it. You know, I might I might just do it through like YouTube playthroughs or something just to kind of experience the story, but uh we shall we shall see. We'll we'll get around to it and we'll we'll take a look at it. I'd suggest it now so we have time to figure out what we're doing if people say they want to see that. I say see that, I meant hear that. <laughs> That is going to cap out the episode for this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.